Welcome in to The Final Call. It's a very special episode of The Final Call. This is Ben Mamaritas alongside me, Jason Snow. Yes. And with us today, we have a very special guest. The coach of the women's basketball team here at Massasoit Community College. Mark Lesnick. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to have you here on the show. First of all, congratulations. Uh, going on to the big stage in Chicago. <laughs> How does that feel? Oh, it feels great. I, I think it's I think it's great for the school uh, itself. Uh, you know, for the players. Obviously, it's the first trip they've taken in a while. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. But you you had a twenty four and twenty two and zero regular season, mm-hmm. and then two playoff wins. Twenty four and zero, perfect. What goes into a perfect season like that? <sighs> um, well, a little bit of luck. You know, a whole lot of skill, but a little bit of luck. You know, and and some hardworking kids. I mean, our, our players. Uh, our players work hard every game. Uh, they kind of got to refuse to lose attitude, which is which is uh, which is needed. Um, you know, we've been tested a couple of times this year, but they they found a way to overcome it. And uh, you know, like I keep on saying, we just try to put the ball in the basket one time more than the other team. That's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all we got to do. You know, try to keep it simple. And um, and they bought in. Yeah. Well, it's definitely been working out for you that strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you take a lot of pride into recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I, I find fascinating. Uh, I mean, Ty Hawkins is from New York. Mm-hmm. Deja's, Deja Collins is from Florida. Yes. What goes into the recruiting process? How did you find these girls? And kind of t- walk us through that a little bit. Well, yeah, I think it comes with age. You know, I've, I've been around a couple of years. So, um, you know, what happens is, you know, whether it was my previous job or, or, or my job here, I think we have a good reputation. My, my assistant, uh, Cassandra Ayanbeku, and I have a good reputation of helping kids move forward uh, to the four-year level. So, you know, high school coaches across the country, uh, AAU coaches across the country uh, know about our program. And if they have the right kind of candidate, um, you know, they'll, they'll give us a call. So, you know, I'm also the vice president of the Coaches Association nationwide. So I deal with four-year schools all the time. And sometimes they're recruiting a certain kid. And for whatever reason, you know, money doesn't match up or, you know, various reasons why things don't work out. And, and so I get a lot of leads that way. Um, just knowing people and, and, and putting a good product on the floor and, and fulfilling promises that you make to kids is probably the, probably the main thing. You sure. Know? And, um, you know, Deja Collins is an example. You know, she comes from probably the most storied high school program in Florida late, you know, over the past 20 years or so. You know, went to Haven High School. I believe they've won three three state championships, and that's you know Florida's oh, wow. a big Florida's a big state. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and her, you know her coach is, is fantastic. So I know that she's been coached hard. So you know you have to look for that kind of stuff in kids as well. You know, you know, can they take me? I can be, I can be difficult. At, <laughs> I can be <laughs> difficult at times. Um, you know, so knowing who Deja was coached by previous, you know, sparked my interest in her as, as well because I know she can be coached hard. And, and you know, Deja is the kind of kid that's just loaded with potential. And you know, every day we see more and more out of her. Yeah, I, I follow you on Twitter, and you tweeted out um, a little while back that you were going to see a recruit play, mm-hmm. and you said, if she's Massasoit material, you're he- you'll hear back from me. <laughs> you didn't hear back, did you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like, what is Massasoit material, and what, what kind of goes into that? Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example um, of a young lady that uh, I'm not going to tell you who or where she's coming from, in case you know, you never know who's listening, but she'll know who she is if she hears this, but uh, we're recruiting a young lady pretty heavy, um, not far from here, uh, just across the state line, but, uh, you know, Massasoit material, I mean, she leads her team quietly, you know, she's not, never, never demonstrative on the court, you know, always keeps a steady head, um, does all the little things on the court, you know, to the best of her ability, but mainly it's demeanor, you know, demeanor, body language, 
um, with young people these days. Um, you know, I look at this social media, which which tells a lot. Yeah. You know, you can't. You know, which tells a lot. So anybody that hears this, just know. Um, you know those kind of things, and you and you look for character first. You know, if if the kid has some talent, that's one thing. Obviously, you know, we don't recruit piano players here. We recruit basketball players. <laughs> but um, you know, so if they have the talent, you can you can find that in the first couple of minutes. Then you have to dig into the character issues. You know, and make sure that they're the right fit for. You know, for a team, and that, that, that's pretty much what's gotten this team over the top this year. Is they're all great kids who get along real, real well. We do a lot of projects outside of school. You know, a lot of community service work. They're all buying into that, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, this is just a really good group. So, do you have any? Do you have any? either cool or funny recruiting stories that you might want to share? <laughs> uh, yeah, a girl, a girl, Eliza Bell. Uh, Eli- okay, yeah. <laughs> Eliza Bell, you know, it, it's funny because I know kids, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit older, but, you know, I've got three kids of my own who are a little growing up, you know, um, I know kids are never separated from their phones. I mean, they're just <laughs> never separate. You know, we'd call Eliza, no answer, no answer, no answer, no answer. Text her, no response, no response, no response. You know, you get, you'd hear from her every few weeks, oh, coach, I lost my phone. Oh, coach, I wasn't in my phone yet. Come on, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know. But um, so I got, I got frustrated. We, we wanted the kid. We knew she was a good kid. You know, we wanted her bad. Um, and Eliza also was on the track team at Stonington High School in Connecticut. So I said, the heck with it. I had, a, I had a free afternoon and they had a track meet. So I drove down to Stonington and I knew she was a, I don't know, I don't know anything about track. They run around in circles. I, I don't know, I know anything about track, you know, but she, she's, she's a javelin thrower. So I found out where the people were going to throw stuff. And I just kind of hung out by a tree. I leaned on a tree for about an hour and a half watching her throw a little stick. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't know I was there, but I, I, after it was over, she's walked by, she's a coach and she recognized me. And, and, you know, I think that little extra effort kind of impressed her a little bit. And, and her mom was there too. And so we ended up getting Eliza, but, oh, we, I could, Believe me, you, could, you, you could do a whole series on rec- on recruiting stories, <laughs> you know. Um. But at, at, when you recruit these kids, you, you're kind of like a salesman per se. Like, Absolutely. And what's kind of your sale pitch to a, a person who lives in New York and Florida to come to like a small school in mm-hmm. Massachusetts that they might have not even heard of before? Like, right? Well, your- no, no one's no one's heard of it, and <laughs> and you know, um, the the main the main thing that you go into recruiting kids. For I'm not sure how you guys ended up here at Massasoit or not, but generally, you know, and this is not a knock on community colleges. I'm a strong believer in community colleges, but when you when you speak to a senior in high school, they have no interest in coming to a, to a junior college. They just mm-hmm. don't. They have they you know they've they've grown up thinking about four year schools and dorms and parties and they're, frats they're and yeah. you know everybody's just been they've been groomed for a different so so you have to get over that stigma first. Um, you know, explain to them and their families what community college is all about. Um, but the, the main selling point to basketball players basically is tradition, not necessarily Massasoit tradition, but again, the programs that I've run in the past with, with Coach Ian Beku, you know, um, if you're looking for that bridge to a four-year school, you know, there's a big misconception that it's only kids with bad grades that, that come here or that, or that, or that, or that play, for, play for our team. And that's far, that's, that's far from the truth. Mm-hmm. That's far from the truth. I mean, you know, the first two years at community college is the exact same education as the first two years at most schools, you know, most schools uh, in the country. You know, it's, there's no difference. And so once you get these, the, you know, the kids over that stigma, and, and more so their families, you know, most yeah. families, <laughs> get, families get involved. And I understand it, but, you know, the neighbor's going here and the kid down the street's going there. Where's your kid going? They don't want to say Massasoit Community College. And that's just the way that it is, right. you know, but then they're, then they're crying about student debt, you know, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, but uh yeah, I kind of lost the train of thought there a little bit, but the, the main selling point basically is using this as a bridge to a, to a four-year school. You know, when we recruit a kid, to bring it back to your last question, when we recruit a kid, 
you know, if I get a young lady that says, oh, I want to come to school and play basketball, that's a big no to me, uh, you know, on my list. You know, I, want a, I want a kid that wants to come and use the two-year experience to move on to a four-year school. That, if that's their goal, then, then they'll fit here. Mm-hmm. If they're just looking for somewhere to play a couple more years, no, no, that's not that kind of kid. All right, so we, we, I mean, I assume that you're a student of the game. You're, you're probably still learning so much more, I mean, as a coach. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you've been, I'm assuming you watch the NBA? Uh, I, you know, I watch more NBA during playoff time, but, but I'm, a, I'm a Celtics fan. Okay. So I watch the Celtics, and then I watch the playoffs. So, so the question I pose to you is this. Who is the best player you've ever seen? NBA level. NBA level. Oh, man. I'm not a, you know, Ty Hawkins, our player, is an NBA nut, and I tell her all the time how I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of the NBA and the style of play, what it's involved, what, what it's involves in, uh, to, um, this, best the player play I nowadays. have ever seen. See, I go back some generations, so it's tough, because, you know, people try to compare one player to the other. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> We're bringing out the tough questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get me in this Kobe, LeBron, Jordan thing, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite on that. Um, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm, I'm gonna stick with my heart and say Larry Bird. But deep down, in my entire time, Isaiah Thomas, who played point guard for the Pistons back wow, in the day, wow, that's, that's was, a different one. Was probably well because he because it's you know I look for all around people you know right all around players and he was he was you know I just. The big egos of 2020, I just can't deal with. Yeah, I hear know, that. I can't deal with. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna not not knocking LeBron's talent, not knocking anybody's talent, but uh, but yeah, I just don't want to hear about how good you are. Just just play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just play. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm a big Marcus Smart guy. Just so you know, oh, that, yeah. that, oh, that, that's okay, my that's yep. my kind of that's my kind of player. That's, that's my kind of player. Yeah, he's a feisty guy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And speaking of kind of inflated egos in today's game, and mm-hmm. AAU has taken kind of an astronomical it has. standard, and it's kind of gotten a bad rap from a lot of people nowadays. And it's, well, what, it's changed. Yeah, you know, it's changed. Um, my daughter, um, you know, I got involved with coaching women with my daughter. Um, you know, I had I had three I had three kids that they're all in their thirties now, but. Um, you know, out of the three of them, they all played sports. My daughter was the was the ultimate competitor. You know, she was the one that just had to have a ball in her hand or something in her hand all the time. She played three sports throughout high school. Um, you know, b- basketball was her main game, I thought. Then she went off to college and played soccer, played Division One soccer for a year, didn't like it. Um, not that she didn't like it. She, went, she played soccer at UConn, didn't like the commitment of being a Division One athlete. She mm-hmm. wanted to be a college student. So what, she transferred to Rhode Island College, played Division Three, enjoyed it. Um, but... Um, uh, oh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, AAU. <laughs> Sorry about that. I started reminiscing about my baby. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Back back when she played AAU, it was for the it was for the best players. Pretty much, I'm, I'm from Rhode Island, so it's a small state, but like the best players in Rhode Island. So you had your local town leagues, and then you had travel teams, which branched out. You know, basically the best players on your local travel uh, your local local town teams were travel teams and they go play other travel teams then you had the next level was AAU basketball uh-huh. which was for the elite kids you know the, the, you know the best kids out of the area now it seems like everybody plays AAU okay and yep. you know um, they're playing too much they're not practicing enough parents are paying a lot of money in a lot of cases not getting um, not getting their money's worth <laughs> uh-huh. um, and the problem that it, that that it's it's what's happening with it is because parents are shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars, they expect a return on their investment. 
And, you know, guess what? You know, little Johnny's got to be good. Yep. You know, they, it's not how much money you spend on him. It's, it's, it's how good he is. So when they get to the, you know, when they get to my, you know, my time and I'm trying to recruit him, oh, no, junior college, no, she's going, you know, she's going D1. <laughs> you know, no, she's, going, she's not going D1. Do you like you the know. culture of it? Uh, no. No, no, I, I honestly don't. And and you know, there's some good people that run some good AAU programs. Yeah. And we, we you know we're associated on a, on a on a working level with one of the biggest programs around. Uh, it's not an AAU program; it's actually a, a tournament organization that runs a lot of programs. They hire our kids. They provide employment for us. And I'm a big fan of 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 what they do. But I'm not a big fan of the whole culture of AAU. No, not at all. Not at all. I wish kids would practice more. Um, I also think that it 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 hurts kids' will to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was younger, <laughs> back in, you know, when we had peach baskets. <laughs> when I was younger, you know, if you made your high school team, fantastic. If you didn't, you had to wait till next year. You know, uh, yeah. we, we had high school and we had CYO. I don't know if CYO exists anymore, but we had, you know, that was a Catholic youth, you know, church, church groups, whatever. Right. But, you know, so we had two chances to make a team during the course of the year, two chances to win a championship. Today, I see kids, they're, they're playing for quote unquote championships every weekend. You know, oh, we lost this time, but next week we're going here. Next week we're going there. You know, if, you, if kids don't mind losing. When I, when I was a kid, I hated to lose because you never knew when your next opportunity was going to be. You, lo- you lost your high school championship game or a playoff game, whatever. You had to wait till next year yeah. before yeah. you could try again. Now they wait till next weekend. And are, are, when you recruit, are you a coach that kind of peruses every, like a tournament every weekend and takes a lot of stock in that? Or? I, I don't recruit AAU tournaments at all. Okay. Um, not right. at all. And, you know, when I say that, I'm talking about blindly recruiting an AAU right. tournament. Yep. If I have a, a prospect that, that, that's playing somewhere, I'll go see her. Um, but no, I just don't blindly walk in because you get, you get a lot of garbage coaching. You get a lot of garbage uh, uh, officiating, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And you get a lot of teams where, you know, daddy's daughter is handling the ball 90% of the time. And it's just, it's just, not, a, it's just not a good environment. <laughs> You know. I appreciate your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey. You wanted me in here. You're going yeah, to hey, get hey. it. That's the funny. longer you keep me, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of your players, you know, Ty, Deja, Ali, Reed, um, mm-hmm. you know, Eliza, Mattia. When we interviewed all of them for, you know, uh, when we did the player profiles for the halftime spotlight, mm-hmm. almost all of them said that this team is like a family. Yeah. And yeah. they said they're they're so close. They're like sisters. They mm-hmm. hang out all the time. Where does that kind of stem from, and how much do you have to do with that, or is that more like the the players? Just kind of tell us about that well, a little I bit. Well, I think I think I have a very small uh, role in that. And when I say very small, is is getting them involved in things in things off the court. You know, um, you know, college kids. Let's face it, when they have some downtime, you know, they want to sleep. You know, I mean, that's, that's just the way, especially as college athletes. I know that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you. Yeah. You know, but, but, you know, they, you know, these, these kids, these kids do volunteer work at a couple of local elementary schools. They're constantly having youth teams come in and practicing with them and working with them. They've been involved with food drives with a local church. They've been toy drives at Christmas time. You know, I, I remember them standing out in pouring rain, unloading turkeys off a, off a tractor trailer truck around Thanksgiving, and it was pouring. I was out there too, you know, but those kind of things where, where you know, they might moan and groan inside a little bit. We, oh, we gotta do community service today. Once they get there, they realize, you know, how enjoyable the experience it is. Um, and uh, so doing things off the court a little bit. So that's, the, that's a little role that I have probably with that. My assistant coaches are, I, I, you can probably call them big sisters to, to these kids in some ways. I mean, they have authority, don't get me wrong, you know, but, uh, you know, both, both Lexi and Cassandra have played at the four-year level. So they've accomplished what these kids are trying to accomplish, you know, so I can tell these kids something 10, 20 times and, but when they hear it from them, because they've experienced it, you know, um, it, it means a lot more. So that, so it's kind of like a big sister, you know, relationship there. 
and they just get along. They good, good kids. Good kids find a way to get along. Yeah, you, you know? can tell they really love each other. They, they do. Can. They yeah. do. They pick themselves up. Yeah. 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 Massasoit coach uh, Mark Leschick with us. You were previously at Roxbury for a couple of years and established kind of a legacy there. And yeah. what would you say that you learned from that time? And what would you kind of tell your younger self? Hey, this is going to be important going forward. Uh, what I learned there, I was there more. I was there more than a couple of years. It was, I was I was there for twenty uh, percent of my life. <laughs> I was, oh, wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it. A couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah a couple of years. Um, well, you're always learning. Um, you know that that's a different situation over there. Um, you know, Roxbury is a is a, um, is a is a tough neighborhood. You know, definitely a tough neighborhood to, to work in. Um, you know, I loved my time there. We accomplished some great things here, but I've really made an effort to put that in the past because um, you know I, I was asked that question again today. And we, yeah, we, we did. We you know, at another interview. You know, we did win a national championship there. You know, um, five trips to the national championship game there. Um, but uh, you know. I'm all Massasoit now, so right. you know. So yeah. uh, you know what I learned from that. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I made some great friends, and and um, you know, and had a great time over there. But sure, I'm here now. Yeah. So moving on to Chicago, big city, big lights. Yeah. Yeah. What's it going to take to win at the next level? Um, keeping the kids focused on the task at hand. I know it sounds simple, but like you know. I told them from day one, I, I give the speech to my kids every year that the goal for the season is not to win a national championship. And they kind of look at you like you got three heads. But I explained to them that the goal for the season is to put yourself in position to win a national championship. And those are two different things. You know, and the reason that I say that is I've lost two national championship games in overtime. So that doesn't mean that those seasons were failures. You know, um, so you can't set, you know, you have to, you know, attainable goals and, and putting yourself in position, meaning what we just did, you know, winning, winning the regional tournament, that's an attainable goal every year. I mean, I expect to win this thing every year. Last year, you know, I thought we were robbed. That's another story. <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, we, we won't pry you on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, don't, don't get me going there. That, 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 that's gone. But, um, but that's, you know, that's the goal every year is to put yourself in position. So now that we've done that, you know, basically, it's it's just win, you know, it's it's going on a one game winning streak for three straight days. That's that's pretty much it. You know, we just found out we, the number one seed in the tournament, which is which is exciting. But uh, you know, there's eight quality teams there. So you know, we had we drew Cedar Valley from Texas as our uh, as our first opponent, and they're the number one three point shooting team in the country. So we have today and Monday to prepare for that, and um, you know, we have a little bit of practice time on Wednesday. Uh, we play at noon, so. You know, my staff and I will decide whether we're going to practice. On, we we have, yeah, have like a half an hour, a lot of practice time every day over at the national tournament. So whether or not we want to get up at seven in the morning, and you know, we'll see where we're at. You know, as far as we have to review anything, but um, you know, we got a couple of days to prepare for a team that we've never seen before. You know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you've got probably sixteen hours to prepare for your next opponent. So it, you know, it, it can be, it can you know, but that's where I think the experience of being this this would be my my ninth trip in the last 12 years to the national tournament. So, wow. so um, you know, maybe that's a little advantage that we might have where coach, you know, Cassandra and I have known, know what to do and know how to do it, you know, and, and get ready for, uh, you know, I mean, right now, Cassandra's already got two teams that she has to watch on film that we might face in the future. Lexi's got two teams that she's watching on film. Then they'll watch the other teams, they'll compare notes and we'll get some good scouts going that way. And, you know, so we, we know how to do it. Just got to. Take it one game at a time. <laughs> I, I used to play basketball for like a majority of my life. And okay. This is a question I've always wanted to ask coaches, and I want to get your take on oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Does your coaching cater to your players, or do you try to find players that fit into your established system? That's a great question. Um, at this level, 
because you get such a different type of kid every year, you have to be willing to change. If, if, you, if you're locked into a certain system, um, which, you know, I have my, I have my, own, my own system. You know, I have, I, have, I have my, you know, my ideal system, which actually these kids fit pretty well this year. But like last year's example, we, we, were, we were post-heavy. You know, we, 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 you know we, we had a post-heavy team last year. We had three, at times we played three post players at the same time. This year, you know, I'm going to, go, go to Home Depot and try to buy a post player, man. We, we, you know, we got, I mean, we got, we, we got Renesha Frazier, but she's more of like a stretch four kind of kid. You know, yeah. we, we, don't have, we don't have that six foot two wide body kid like the, you know, we had Shania Osborne last year and Nina Robinson last year. You know, um, you know, Nate does a nice job. Eliza, we play Eliza Bell in the post. She's five foot nine. You know, right. um, so it's a totally different team. So every year you get a, you get a different group, and you have to you know you have to uh, adjust your coaching style to that particular group. You know, I'm a full court man to man kind of guy. I, I just love the up tempo style, and that's the kind of kids we got this year. But if you limit yourself to your own style, then that means you limited the recruits that you can bring in. Right. Um, I'd prefer to just go get the best athletes possible mm-hmm. and and just see what we got in the first you know the first week or two of practice and and uh, adjust from there. You know. Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds good. But that's all the time we have today, Coach. Thank you so much. No, for I appreciate you having me for the ride with us today. Uh, Jason Snow, Ben May Maritas. It's been the final call here on Radio Massachusetts. Thanks for coming, Coach. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Some kind of way out of here Said a joker to the